Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Dario with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Now, some features are not available in all states, but that's okay. In the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off of their MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, everyday true car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save your time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yes. Wow. I'm Batman. Bow, bow, hey! Full season, <laughs> full season of uh, Batman Gotham. <laughs> after Buzz, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. After Buzz TV, your one and only spot for your favorite show, Gotham. This is episode four, Arkham. Yes. I'm your host right. Ryan Hooks, and you are here. We are live to my left, Joyce Joy. Hi, everybody. Steve Kaufman. I'm here, minus a goatee. He's looking a little skinny. His face is naked. He's naked, baby. Uh, in the booth, Nando dropping the ones and the twos. What up? What up? Oh, that's perfect. That was good timing. That was really... I couldn't do that again if I tried. I'm never going to try that again. I know this isn't a, a Batman podcast, but that music still gets to me. Every time. I love it. Mm. I was just feeling it. Well, because, you know, we sent out that tweet this earlier the other day or today. I don't remember yeah. when it went out. Uh, about that the Gotham... Got the full nod, the full the full twenty two, and it said no, 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 Gotham, because they got the full twenty two order. So they are doing so well that they are now getting the second half of their season. I'm so happy to hear so that. Awesome for us. Awesome for Fox. That's great. The show is really good. We get to see a back nine of the show. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, uh, it's good too. Um, uh, last week I talked about the emails that I've been getting about the ratings and such from the the DVR ratings and also the on demand ratings. Uh, Gotham did drop to number two in this week's rating but they are still number two and they're above a lot of shows there's 20 mm. shows on the list um, the show that beat them out this week was the new Thursday hit drama 
How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I, I, knew, I was waiting to see if anyone picked up on it. I actually, that, that was what it's, I was It's actually thinking. a very good show. Yeah, I heard, it's, um, I heard it's great. But it is beating out Scandal, which th- those are the people that Scandal you know, put the show out. So yeah. they're beating out Scandal. Gotham is, that is. So, first off, shout out to TJ Scott and his yes. beautiful work tonight. Director of tonight's episode, episode four, Arkham. And also, he's director of episode six. Mm. Um, a fan of After Buzz. Maybe we can push him hard enough to come in. I'm working. He's been it. here. He's been here a couple times before. I've actually tweeted him, him. You guys he tweeted TJ at TJ Scott Pictures. Hashtag Scott at AfterBuzz. Ooh, ooh. I don't know. It ooh, could be a thing. Nice. It Let's could be a thing. Then we can get other Scots. We could. <laughs> we can get Ridley Scott. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting all kinds of Scots in here. I was thinking Scott Bayo, but you know that works too. All the Scots. Mm-hmm. Every Scott in Hollywood should come to AfterBuzz. Let's talk about Gotham instead of Scots. <laughs> yes. Please. Great Scots, man. All right. So we start the episode off with Cobblepot. His where we left off basically last week and his mm-hmm. arrival, uh, he is Peter. Yes. <laughs> Peter Hum... Hum... Oh, crap. I forgot. I, Humboldt. Humboldt. Peter is Humboldt. And he arrives at the Gordon Abode. Yes. I, I, uh, it's really Barbara's house, I think. Well, we're going to learn. We'll find I, out. Where, where Jim is sleeping next week will be the Gordon well, Abode. And it's of what's definitely going not on her couch because he is out of there. For now. For now. For now. We'll get there. Hmm. <laughs> I like that he just shows. I, he's growing on me so much. I know we've been talking about like liking him, not liking him. Mm. He just makes me smile. Like there's this like a goofiness about him that like is funny, and there are little things that I pick up that I I want to watching, and then I see that it's like just makes me laugh. Like when he was in the restaurant and he's called out to talk with uh, Maroni, he like does this little like stutter step at first that makes mm-hmm. him walk like a penguin. Yeah, but like to have the consciousness of mind to do that. Yeah, and then just barely pick it up. It's interesting to me, and I like it. And what? even that tiny piece before he leaves to just truly clean himself up, and like where it's like he already knew he's walking into like a big promotion. The yep. way he cleaned himself totally. up to walk to walk out there. Totally. And we'll, and we'll get more into that here oh, in yeah. a little bit. But so basically, we get this whole aspect of Cobblepot trying to help Gordon and he tr- trusts Gordon I guess and mm-hmm. wants to help him because he sees him as the only pure source which is interesting because he's really trying to tear down Gotham but yet he wants the opposite he wants the light in the dark in his city yeah yeah. He- what I like about Cobblepot is that he really appeals to everyone's sympathies like we as the viewers know his background we know his motives and we kind of know his story based on what we've you know watched and seen in uh, Batman world in the past but he really appeals to their sympathies he's really good at manipulating people and I don't think Gordon wants to trust him but I think eventually he will trust him because he will be so good at twisting mm-hmm. his words and just making him feel like he could be someone he could trust. What well, same reason Major Crimes trust him, trusted him. He's True. probably the only well, and there's, like, there's a frailness to him that makes you feel like yeah, what's he gonna do? Kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like you don't, you don't. He doesn't fit your mold of someone that would do anything. But he's also so endearing, and he's so. Um, what's the word? He he just has this this innocence to him, even though he's really not. But you mm-hmm. kind of get that sense from him, just the way he talks to you, and the way his mannerisms are, and the way he smiles, and just gets all coy. But it's all a front. Well, like I said, he's grown on me. So totally. Kudos to you, Robin Lord Taylor, <laughs> yes. and your work. And we talked about last week, he didn't even know what going into the audition, what he was auditioning for. And he had already put this perspective and this audition together mm-hmm. before. And they told him like the night of that. By, by that, the way, that character is the penguin. Yes. I'm assuming is the way the story goes, which good, good on him to be like, well, that's fine. And he kept his audition the same way he was doing it. And again, we're getting kickback from people here and there about not liking him or not thinking he fits the mold. But you know, what is the mold at this point? Well, this, I mean, this is a whole new mold. It's a whole mess. 
There is no. And I mean, if the Danny DeVito penguin is the mold, we're we're already not even vaguely to that story. It, True. This penguin grew up as a baby, not with penguins. Not, not with not, penguins. Not with penguins. So Absolutely. we're already in so a different world. He gives some truth to to Gordon, which I, I like, and he says, you know, that the people here don't trust you, and they don't tell you everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't tell you things because they don't trust you. That being said, can the penguin or Cobblepot be trusted? Um, I think to an extent. I think he can only be trusted until he gets what he wants out of you, and then he'll turn around and just be, you know, completely different. I don't know. Um, I don't fully trust him right now. Yeah, I wouldn't trust I him. I, I kind of do. Really? Mm. I, there, there's this... I don't know. I, the fact that he's willing to, like, go to him and, like, tell, you know, I, I want to help you, and I'm here to help you, and here's, here's some things that I'm going to give you that will show you you can trust me, and I don't feel like... He's someone that backsteps someone who hasn't done something to him. But why would Gordon mm. stick around once he finds out that Penguin wants to basically take down Falcone? Big picture, does it matter? I mean, if there's a war coming, does getting information from the Penguin on either side, does it make a difference to what's going to happen to Gordon? Is it this evil or this evil that he has to decide with? Does he, I mean, might as well decide with the one that has your back and best interest and heart. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a good point. It it brings up an interesting conundrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit where you just we're, we're in a paradoxical world here, guys. Uh, <laughs> there is quite a paradox. Oh, I love Enigma's little appearances. <laughs> this is they little make cameos. me so happy. I, I know what a paradox is. Which one is it? <laughs> Tell me more. So we we find out that there's a war coming, essentially, and it's a war about politics and money. Mm. Which is, I mean, and this is good because he's uh, Kalpot is giving information to Gordon that Gordon doesn't really think about or doesn't see because he's not in that corrupt world. He's not someone who makes political moves for money or for power. Yeah, and clearly it, he's a detective of the GCPD. <laughs> What's he thinking? But it all equates to Arkham. Yeah, which we're finally getting that answer. We're finally getting that answer of my guess is that's why the Waynes were killed. Is that they were blocking. They and all their money into the Arkham thing probably cut out these two factions. Like so, Maroney wanted that dump site, mm-hmm. and so he sort of put a hit on the Waynes to kind of get that one way or the or other. Falcone, or Falcone didn't either. Fal- yeah, Falcone didn't have a piece of this until the Waynes were dead. Both both sides have, but they still kind of had an alliance. I would I would assume that the Falcones would would have that loyalty, whether or not they liked the family, they respected them. I feel and, like and he they said that too in mm-hmm. the previous episode, where you know they worked together. They're from the same neighborhood, is what he said. Yeah, yeah. you know, and there was a respect for that. So is it more Maroney or is it more? I I'm going to say Maroney. I, I think they both have equal equal motives. Nando, got any thoughts on uh, if it's Maroney or Falcone involved more than one or the other? Well, I didn't see, I didn't see the episode. I right? know you didn't. I'm just uh-huh. asking you for your uh, three cents in there. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, then well, I guess no sure. one's going to know. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. We're going to find out very soon. I will say we? that David Zay is. I, I just hate his accent. I will say that. Me too. I hate his accent. He still sounds like the Cuban. It's not convincing. From Dexter. Yeah, it's not convincing at all. It's not. I was I was actually going to comment on that, but, you know. I, I like it. <laughs> all right. So we get our first incident this week in terms of our overall story. Councilman Jenkins is attacked and killed along with one of his people uh, by who a name we don't know, but Gladwell is the character that is introduced later down the episode. Uh, Hakeem Kakazim. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, shout yeah. out to him. I'm glad he uh, actually. I tried to get him to AfterBuzz, but he actually lives in South Africa. Wow, oh. cool! And he was on Black Sales uh, last season. Oh, and nice. It's coming up on this season, and that's also interesting because TJ Scott, yeah, directed episodes of Black Contact. Sales. So there's all this like Logical small stuff. world of Hollywood and all these things. But he, but he can't Skype. He can't. Uh, we we tried to do the Skype thing. We just didn't. There's oh. a huge time difference. Well, that's yeah. okay. Getting him in here after Buzz. Anyway, I, I it was cool to see him in another. I, I like seeing actors. In a role that like you like them, and then you see them in another role that's totally different, yeah. but you still like them. It's that's like a tribute to him and his abilities because I really liked the character of Gladwell. Yeah. yeah, like there was just like a presence about him. And and the No Country for Old Men. St- that's the first thing I thought. <laughs> just <a> tr- <laughs> the, sh- the shot and the spike in the eye. Yeah, just I did, I was watching. I was like, he's gonna shoot him now with that spike. Don't do it. Don't put it to your face. Okay, you're dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> and it shot him right in the eye. It's a pretty sweet weapon, though. I have to admit that was pretty cool. I yeah. liked him. He was. As a character, I thought he was really cool. I mean, just in that evil sense, he he mm-hmm. played it really well. I've just like no like, no remorse, no mercy, and you know that final scene before you know he got killed was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And Except he gave it away. He should have just killed him. I know he was like, go for the mayor, take <laughs> your kind, and be done with it. <laughs> you can't kill him. That's the problem. Yeah. He's too nice. <laughs> He's too kind. Richard Kind. So Maroney uh, so was ordering all the hits? So, I, I don't know. Let's talk, do you guys have a theory about who was behind it all? In terms of... So, the initial story goes that Falcone and Maroney both ordered hits of these councilmen, one way or the other, and it was to offset votes so that either or plan would go through, mm-hmm. but they each killed one person, and the mayor murder failed. Uh, that's when Gladwell gets caught after they find out you know who he is and they find out the real Gladwell has been dead for yeah. five years but it creates an interesting paper trail which I like that part. That's really cool. Like, yeah. How awesome would that be to be a hitman? Like oh yeah I'm this guy but really this guy's been dead for five years and nobody knows and nobody knows who he mm-hmm. is or cares about him so they just think it's a person. Yeah. Could, uh, could Fish Mooney be involved in that you think? She was kind of on the sidelines this episode I, but I wonder if that fact will pop up and be like oh she was busy doing this that's why we didn't see much of her. But I think the only thing we know about who hired him who hired Gladwell right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know yeah. why I was thinking that wasn't it. Why we don't know who hired Gladwell. We know that he played both sides of the ball. I think it was Cobblepot. I think it was too. But Could be. here's an interesting thing, though, is when when uh, Gordon explains that to SN or SN and uh, Bullock, they don't seem surprised by the fact that this contract killer yeah. could be hired by both people for the same thing <laughs> to kill different people, and he's probably just like, whatever, it's money, it's whatever, it's money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's interesting that that. That is not the the issue. Like yeah. that's the least of their worries. The fact that this yeah, there goes my pen. The same person is killing everyone. So you think that uh, he stirred up this whole thing himself? I think Cobblepot hiring him did, from both sides. Think about the way that the flow of the episode went. If he hired this killer to kill one person and they pinned on Falcone, and then he hired him to kill another person, which they pinned on Maroney, and then he has this quote unquote fake heist that happens at the restaurant which A gets in two bags full of money B gets him promoted at work C makes him look like a hero because he got one mm-hmm. bag and hid and D look, makes it look like retribution for the hits he may have orchestrated anyway that's yeah. true the, there's the, there's the, I, and maybe that's what they want us to think the maybe they're doing e- it yeah, intentionally maybe. that it's really not what we think at all but that to me is the most logical yeah especially but, for how much of a met like maybe we're giving Cobblepot too much credit at this point but there's also Fish who wants to take down Falcone at this point. And, and even though she's not necessarily siding with Maroney, um, she still wants to bring Falcone down. So whatever she could do to do that, she can do that 
with Maroney's help indirectly or directly, well, and then take care of him later. So let's talk about Fish. So Fish this week, the only little bit we see her is basically she's auditioning singers for the club. Mm-hmm. Now, in the trailer, and I tweeted about this, and we were talking about it on YouTube, they were, like, giving this dialogue that they were almost, like, creating a new character for us. Or mm-hmm. not a char- They're bringing in a character, excuse me, a character that we didn't know yet, but it, it just played off like someone that we we should know. And I didn't get that feeling after watching the episode. But do you think that this whole concept with her, so auditioning these two girls and then having them fight to the death, mm-hmm. you know, and looking for someone with certain attributes is part of a plan. She's looking for a second her. Like, maybe she's looking for someone maybe. to take her place when Falcone finally does kind of, you know, meet his demise eventually. She could take his spot somehow, and then she'll have someone who's just like her kind of taking her, Perhaps. her oh, spot. Okay. I disagree, but I have another theory. Go on. Go ahead. Continue. I'm I pretty did, much done. I actually didn't have a theory, but that one sounds about okay. right. Okay, so here's my theory. <laughs> On this whole Liza. So Liza's a character that mm-hmm. is um, auditioned. She's the one that we get the most about. Uh, that's Her name's Mackenzie Lee. That's her real name. And so my thought is this. If you remember a couple weeks ago, our good friend Laszlo got beat up. Ooh. Yeah. And then in Retribution, Fish Mooney had Falcone's girlfriend beat up and mugged. Now, is this a situation where she's grooming someone to institute her as a new prostitute slash girlfriend for Falcone, mm. but working for her to get A, information, B, potentially put a hit out when they need to take Falcone out, and C, someone she doesn't care about if they get taken out. But she, <laughs> she has these killer attributes, and if she succeeds, great, bring her back. If she doesn't, oh well. It's not a bad theory. That's... We're hitting prediction territory right I mean, now. I'm just getting I mean... into thoughts about like what the whole... No, for is. sure. Yes. So... But as I was, I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, man, I wonder if they're just, like, using this as... Because they built it up, like I said, in the trailer last week to be someone that we should know. Like, a character that maybe was in Batman before, but we didn't know yet, but they're mm-hmm. introducing. And then it really wasn't. It was really kind of a letdown to me in what they said and did with her. But it could be someone they're instituting for something else. Possibly. That's on... Yeah. I'm just throwing spaghetti That's... at the wall to see if it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> See if it's done. See if it's done. It's not done. <laughs> All right. So the mayor is talking about this week uh, the whole Arkham thing, and the reason we get the whole plot is once one faction wants to turn this new Arkham into a state-of-the-art facility with cheap apartments. Mm-hmm. Another faction wants to turn this into a dump, basically, a compost heap and all that. And we get a compost heap with low-rent apartments. <laughs> Perfect. Which sounds I mean, like the worst place to live. If you live in those brand-new housing units I feel like it's next already to there. a freaking dump, and, that and, sounds like the worst place to live. And a brand new facility for the criminally insane. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. I, do, I don't want to live in that neighborhood. No. I think only the worst kind of people are going to want to live in that I'm neighborhood. Sorry. I got to side with the Waynes on this one. Well, the Waynes, it sounds like the Waynes knew what they wanted. They're yeah. Just like, well, no, you just make it a well-run place for the criminally insane. Yeah. And just rehabilitate the criminally insane. And you won't have criminals. Well, if I know anything about Arkham, that's not going to go so nope. well. Well, well, with the Wayne's dead, of course not. Absolutely not. It's when it, it brings up a, a fun point, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with Arkham because there there is so much about Arkham and throughout the series is in the past and where all the villains live or come from and yep. how they can introduce characters that are going to be in Arkham that become you know we have the Scarecrow yep. and different characters that are going to come out mm-hmm. of Arkham possibly escaping consistently escaping <laughs> they need to work on security at arkham i think <laughs> that's that should be step number one yeah well, well apparently well not if a criminal is not if a criminal got the contract to refurbish it 
Think about there's going to be plenty of holes that all of his people, all of his group, like can you in and out? All of his lackeys can just get right out of. <laughs> and we so we, and we get more of this information though from Gordon as he's talking with Alfred, mm-hmm. and that's in the whole episode with Alfred and also Bruce Wayne this week. Are them talking about the plans that they're that the Waynes had and what, especially what Martha Wayne wanted, you know, as a way to rehabilitate the people of Gotham and a way to help Gotham. And now it's it's not. And I think it just shows the weakness of the mayor mm-hmm. for sure because he can't handle pressure from either of the sides. He kind of seesaws between two different. That's things. why he does both. He, yeah, yeah, he wants to keep the peace everyone, for himself everyone between the two gangs. Mostly, every, he's safe. Mostly, that's he, the he wants thing. to keep himself safe. Yeah. All right. I think that Edward Nigamus cameo this week was nice. Mm. Yes. We didn't get any Catwoman this week, which I'm disappointed about. I, I think <laughs> she was still there. I, I'm long holding a theory that every time something's happening in the show Gotham, Catwoman's just up there watching it. <laughs> and one day she's just going to come in with all this information. That's a possibility. <laughs> I saw this guy, this guy, and this guy. And we still don't know exactly what all she saw yeah. during the Wayne's murder. Because she said she did see him before he put the mask on, but then she also escaped because, you know... Gordon was in there getting the wallet and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, we get this whole plan then to kill the mayor also, which we kind of talked about a little bit. But it all leads back to a piece of paper that was found on the ground that said CLM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How sloppy was that? If it you're was, a serial killer, CLM. It was, such, it was such a terrible loose end that he could have prevented you know, from dropping. Unless it meant nothing. If I were a serial killer, that's I'd leave clues like that. That I just you CLM, puzzle over it for what hours. It, what is it? It's just like it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it means you're going to stare at this while I go kill more people. I think that was actually my favorite shot this week, though, um, when they're in that back storage oh, yeah. room, and then uh, Gladwell is up against the wall with his spike in hand, and then you can see over his shoulder Gordon coming around the corner with his gun out, like looking and like trying to see if he could see him. You see the bookshelves in the way. Like, that was just... And he spots the weapon, and he backs off. Or he, he stops from, like, approaching him further. I don't think he saw, I don't think he saw him at all. No, he didn't see him at all. Because he it, wouldn't it have... Felt he like we have, saw him. Wait, he Gordon didn't see I don't Gladwell? Think he didn't see no. him at all. That's Gordon what, would have kept going. He, he wouldn't have ran out when, um, when, when Bullock when, called yeah. him. I was under the impression that he did see Gladwell, and he wanted to sneak up on him, but he saw the weapon... And since he didn't, he was no, kind Gordon of alone. He would have never left that. He no, would have never I, left the I, suspect alone. I have had a totally different thought when I saw Mind that Mind blown. What? <laughs> no, I, I think Gordon, If even with a weapon, Gordon would have proceeded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And gone after him and tried to take him down. Because, you know, that's Gordon's thing. Yeah. I just want to say this entire episode, well, they all have been beautiful, but this particular one has been shot so well. The yeah, I mean, that's yeah. totally, the, that's totally the lighting, that's, the scenery, everything was so for sure. beautiful and grandiose and and dark, and it really fit. It just that's fit how, my image of Gotham perfectly. Yes, that's that's totally TJ Scott. And the scene day. where I know we'll get to this later, but where Barbara and Gordon were talking at the you know at the top of the the balcony in the station oh, yeah. that was a gorgeous well scene. if you notice a lot of the shots and I, I was picking up on this there's like a backlighting that's coming at the camera yeah which gives like this sort of eerie, eerie glow sort of darkness to yeah. it we, we get it guys we want tj scott on the show <laughs> Listen, i all i love tj he's such a great <laughs> guy he's so nice hanging out with talking to him he's all the good stories because he did he did hemlock grove as well mm. so he's, he's done a lot of great work Let's keep stroking his ego, and maybe he'll come in. <laughs> All right, no, this it was it was a very beautiful shot episode, and I think it's been my favorite thus far, minus the fact that Selena Kyle wasn't in it. Yeah, but we did get Barbara Gordon. 
Your fave. She is. My is favorite. she still your favorite? Is she? I mean, she's my favorite to look at. That she girl is. needs to not hound Gordon about secrets when she's got so so many secrets under her belt. That is not oh, okay. <laughs> well, and that's good. She so this week her little part was showing up and asking Gordon. You know, and it's funny because after she met Cobblepot, yeah. she's like, "Who is this Cobblepot fellow that you guys are talking about?" And so we get the whole backstory about her. Uh, having the affair with Montoya. Well, they were in a relationship. Whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Montoya came over and kissed her, so technically they are in an affair she, right now. She didn't let her, though. She turned her face. But she's still She's still her. there. She still it let her. It doesn't matter. Montoya's going down. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which we haven't, we didn't get done this week, either. No, no Ellen, no Montoya. There. Major yeah. crimes are busy. <laughs> doing busy, other things. Busy uh, Busy tormenting Barbara. Yeah, busy hassling Barbara, <laughs> I think. Not major crimes, finding evidence. I think major crimes, is their their strategy is to figure things out three episodes late and then hassle Barbara. I think we're going to see that at least two more times. Yeah. That they're going to hassle Barbara and be late. Where, yeah, where, if, where if major crimes figure something out, it was probably three, oh. it was probably three episodes <laughs> ago. And they're not going to do anything with the information. Because they don't investigate at all. Yeah, they just... Well, I mean, last week nobody investigated the fact that the balloons come down. I know. That that blew my mind. I wasn't here last week for that We episode, talked about it. But I was like, okay, you guys covered it, so... No, we talked about the fact that, like, nobody figured nobody out the balloons are going to come down. Nobody Googled <laughs> really? weather balloons. You have smartphones, right? Maybe? Yeah. Well, internet in general, but... Or... Maybe. Well, they're, they're making this timeless. That's true. It's like this timeless time. I guess it depends on what, what's in the show. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> logical that any balloon that goes up is eventually going to come down, especially with a body tied to it. Well, you know. So do you think um, Barbara's not going to let Gordon in for a while? What's it going to take for Gordon to have her? Uh, just- this isn't the end for Gordon and No, Barbara of course too. not. But at this point, I mean. She's going to get over you it. Think he's I, gonna think, t- I don't think he's going to tell I her what she wants gonna, to know. And that's think, smart. Well, I think... Long, long play-wise, I think three to five episodes from now, the city might break him to a point that he's like, "I love you so much, and I need a person in my life." But she- this is what's happening, and I trust you with this information because I need you in my I life. I trust Cobblepot more than I trust. But doesn't her. she also have mm. the power to find out this information herself if she no. really wanted to? Not doesn't really, she no. have the pull somehow? Gordon's the only one who knows Cobblepot's in town. I mean, she doesn't have to know just about Cobblepot, but about or anything. Actually, it's either going to be that, or it's going to be, at some point, at some point, Montoya's going to come back and show a picture of Cobblepot, and she'll go, but that guy's alive. He's been to my home. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that happening more. And then she runs back to yeah. Gordon and realizes that he's just trying to protect everyone. Yeah, know. I think sh- she'll find out somehow, not yeah, from nothing, Gordon. I don't, I, uh, if she finds out, it's not going to be from Gordon. I, I feel like, especially after... He told her information, and he said, I've told you information before. Mm-hmm. And she runs to the paper and calls the paper that yeah. he's not going to give up. Because that's that's making him look bad. And he already doesn't have any friends, and nobody trusts him. So he doesn't need anything else to make his work harder. Mm-hmm. So keeping her in the dark, to me, is the, the best way to go. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't keep her. I'd keep the light on her all the time. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's see if he. Let's see if she lets him stay there. I... And I'm curious where Jim Gordon could afford to live by himself. Where would he go? That's true. Christopher Nolan's house. Oh, fair enough. That's he'd sorry, stay with Harvey this. for a while. He'd well, stay with Harvey Dent. Harvey Bullock. Oh, oh that Maybe. would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun, actually. <laughs> or, yeah. Or Christopher Nolan's house. But Christopher Nolan's house only exists in a dream, in a dream, in a dream. <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> That's not real. It, 
And it's all Leonardo DiCaprio's dream. <laughs> that whole movie was Leonardo DiCaprio's dream. <laughs> anyway, let's yeah. get let's get back to this. Let's talk about Inception. Back to Gotham. <laughs> Bruce is having bad dreams. Oh, oh poor little Bruce. He said poor, he had nightmares. Poor little Wayne. Before. And Alfred's not in them. <laughs> so I, I'm actually time. I want to see more with Bruce. I think that he's going to figure something out. Like I feel like oh, he, totally. his diligence. Yes. In like, because he's got nothing to do. He clearly doesn't go to school. I guess he gets homeschooled. Alfred probably homeschools him. He seems to be teaching him everything that he's been learning lately. I think, yeah. Aside Bruce is just from kind the detective work, but Alfred's been teaching him everything he he's learning. Sword fighting, cooking. So, yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to know, Death metal. British military style. But, I, yeah. I think that there's going to get information, though. because And Gordon keeps going back to Bruce to get information, mm-hmm. or Alfred as well, because they just have this insight that he could never have. So I feel like Bruce is going to figure something out that's really going to help Gordon. I wonder if he's going to figure something out and think that Gordon was incompetent in doing so, and maybe not and kind of work with him. Not trust him as much? Not, then, yeah, kind of, and just and just not want to work with him. Um, I know we're not at the end yet, but Bruce even said, "Like, do you even believe that Gotham can be saved?" And I don't even think Gordon believed it when he said it's worth a try. Yeah. Um, so I feel like maybe Bruce will figure something else out. We'll figure out something out on his own, and then just kind of be like, "Well, you didn't really help me, like you said you would." I could see that. Which just, could also then create the anger, the wedge between them and the hatred that's going to create Bruce Wayne into Batman. I don't know if he could ever hate Gordon. Well, not hatred. I'm sorry. Just wedge something between them that makes yeah. him want yeah, to do it on his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the, the lack of trust in Gotham. The lack of trust that's just, just like, no, everyone in Gotham is But bad. they'll still have that respect <clears throat> and understanding that they have in all the other stories that we know in this universe. Mm-hmm. That, that they work together because they have a common goal, mm-hmm. but they have different means about getting said goal. Yes. Vigilante style. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was my battering. Your battering sound effect? That, was, that sounded more like a transformer. <laughs> my cup turned into a transformer. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. So do you think that Maroney, with this aspect of this episode, coming in and having this plot to help get this stuff in Arkham... What what is what is the ideal situation for him right now? Because since it was a joint split vote, mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't gain anything. He's going to get a little money maybe, but he hasn't really gained anything. And he, at the episode, he said he did, but I, I see it as something I like trivial. He, I feel like he gained a little bit more than Falcone. I mean, yeah. he now has the rights to do whatever he wants with Arkham, correct? Yeah, including Along with the dump site that he wanted. So he could probably use that to his advantage. If he could control Arkham and control the people in it, that could cause a lot of trouble for Gotham later on in the 22 episodes that we have. Mm. And this this is a win for Maroney because Maroney, before the vote, had nothing. Right. He had zero, so now he gets all of this. I think it's less of a win for Maroney as it is more of a loss for Falcone. Totally. Because and she's and Fish said it in the episode that you know it's showing him as old and weak. She is mm-hmm. so um, happy that mm-hmm. he lost his. There is a new power play. His entire. What's plan. her plan B? What's Fish Mooney's plan B? Um. What I said earlier. Yeah. What she she wants Liz. to she wants to bring down Falcone and Liza is going to be in her life to take over her spot when Falcone's gone. Um, she's not necessarily going to side with Maroni, but she's going to be okay with the fact that he'll probably indirectly help her with bringing down Falcone. So that's what I think her plan B is, but we'll see. 
I feel like it's a little more complicated. It'll get more complicated than that. Do you ever see fish rising to power? Not this season. For a very short while. I think she will rise to power for a very short while. She'll get a little too um, cocky about it, and something will go wrong, and she'll kind of fall back a little further than where she is now. I see her finding windfall between these two factions, and once this war is over, finding like better footing, but ultimately not in power. Not this season. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't personally agree. I, again, I agree with you, Steve. That I don't see her becoming to a point where she is the boss, like where everyone's yeah. like, "Dude, Fish Moon is she's in charge." I I see her again, yeah, gaining power in status, but still being under people and never leaving that club. No, ever. Why would you? I I wouldn't. I'd just hang out. Get hot women singing at <laughs> I'd me. Hire, I'd hire like 15 Lazas singing at me. I, I, I just want to say, fight. Butch had the best job this episode. <laughs> Staying in there? Just standing, so, watching other women seduce fish. Which, He's just like in the corner like, oh. this. Is it this Wednesday or... Th- Wednesday, yeah. yeah Wednesday, this Wednesday. Wednesday, the actor that plays Butch will be in AfterBuzz Studios doing a spotlight on interviews. So you can tune in to that. Yes. Cool. I know it'll be available. It'll be on our web, uh, podcast and information. You can also go on iTunes and find out information about everything oh, yeah. that we do. You can give us ratings. Five stars are always the best. You can leave True us that. comments on YouTube because we like to read those. I like to comment to them. I actually was really bad this week about commenting back. I apologize to those people. I was good about reading the comments. Yeah, I, I read a lot. <laughs> I of read life. all. The I comments. usually comment back to all them as, as well. Was, this week has just been, you know. I wound up doing four week. shows last week. I, I have a four week old baby at home. Well, she was crying a lot this week. So well, then it's impressive you read any of the kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do when I'm at work. <laughs> Unfortunately, I should be working, but I'm reading comments on YouTube. Yeah, whatever. When I'm driving in the car to and from work, that's really what that it goes down. That is illegal. No, it's not. You know what else? You should just go on iTunes while you're driving. <laughs> and you should give us five star ratings. Like and- a full on review. Like I. Three, three, two sentences, not enough. You need to write paragraphs. Listen, if you can order Pizza Hut pizza while surfing, you can review us while driving your car. I don't, I don't think you get cell reception. I don't think you get that good of cell reception out in the, on the waves. I don't buy that. I don't believe Pizza Hut's going to deliver on a sea either. No, but. I think they'll do that. I think it's the... They're hurting for business. All right, <laughs> let's get back to the task at hand, which is talking about Gotham, which is me going back to Cobblepot. So he's promoted to the manager this week, um, which clearly it was a strategic play in his aspect. Because I, I he, we we know that he hired them, and I actually thought at first that he killed all the people until they like you know showed it all. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like that was he'd kill them and then like you pretend just figured to hide. they weren't even that important. No, the, it was like well, of course he killed all those people and took the, took the rest of the money. <laughs> I feel like he had one bag hidden. Like out back in the dumpster in one bag he was holding, which mm. you find out that he had the three hitmen that he hired. Yeah. Uh, and they were the ones that killed everyone and took the money. Although in typical comic pop fashion, I doubt he actually hired them. I'm pretty sure he just told them there's this much money. There's this much money at this uh, I mean, table at this time. Right. You can have this much of it. And then if you leave me, if you leave me in a freezer with one of those bags, that's oh, the plan. Yeah. Which. Possibly. I guess. I guess Gotham, it's I mean, really easy to find just three mercenaries. But he's also that manipulative. That too. He's con- he's convincing. He can be very convincing and conniving. And I'm sure an idiot thug like that would listen to, yes. to Cobblepot anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree that Cobblepot is convincing. And I, I'm glad that he is our first villain thus far. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm enjoying, like I said before, everything that is building up with him and everything that has happened. Uh, 
and I'm, I, I want to know more with him and Gordon. Like that's to me the the most interesting thing is his connection and relationship with Gordon as that develops. I wonder how much more he's going to vie after Gordon's um, commitment. Like how much more is he going to go after him and say, "Just trust me. Like I w- I'll help you." What what is going to be the stopping point for Cobblepot to be like, "Fine, screw you. I'm over trying to help you out. You clearly don't want this. Um, I'm going to rain havoc over your world." He's going to need. He's going to need both Gordon and Bullock's help once Fish Mooney finds out he's still in town. That's true. And I think that's all he's after. He's keep, he's gaining trust for protection. He's gaining trust for that protection. Because it's going to happen. Yeah, like that's it can't not happen. He'll, he'll keep rising to prominence in Especially town. Especially now that he manages a successful restaurant. Well, I mean, Fish Mooney never <laughs> leaves the club. That's true. <laughs> no, she does. She goes up to the back alley to have the women fight. Yeah, you're right. That was outside the club. That, that was, was total fan a, service. That was perfect. <laughs> I'm watching was, with you two that guys. Was I'm my like, best, oh god, the best scene. <laughs> that that was the best scene. I'm, I'm, I, I just loved that. Um, not lies of the other. I think she's just girl. They didn't yeah, like they didn't that begrudging, just like. Taking her earrings Girl, off. Girl, hold my earrings. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but, like, neither... Like, she didn't seem too happy about it. She's like, like this is what I'm going to do for a job. I mean, whatever. I yeah. guess. And then she got her face busted in. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do we have more stuff we want to talk about? Um, I feel like we got pretty well covered this week. Yeah, I really. So. I feel like the plot was sort of limited in what happened. Was, there was more development about Cobblepot and Gordon's relationship. It's a bit of a bottled episode. It was week, very bottled, but. I think. And we have power rising all around. Mm-hmm. Which means sooner or later someone has to hit the roof. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This so, is true. do you guys want to make some predictions for me? I actually. Yes. Or wait, hold on. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh no, you played the music. It's too late. Uh, now we're in the, you have the news and gossip, don't you? I just have a, a list of people that were revealed to show up in the uh, future episodes. We can do. We're, we're predicting that this is going to happen for less. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, so I was watching a video on IGN this morning, and I'm not sure how long it was posted, but one of the girls interviewing the main writer of the show, I believe, he confirmed... Is it Heller? Um, no. He's not the writer, but... His last name started with a C. Um, Victor Zaz... L-M? ...will be <laughs> in episode seven, according to him. I'm sorry. Keep, Victor was, Zaz. Okay. A very young Harvey Dent will show up eventually in this season. And Tommy Elliott, there will be a Tommy Elliott who was Bruce Wayne's only childhood friend turned enemy. And he also becomes um, Hush later on in the in this universe. So mm. he's going to show up at some point and there will be some Court of Owls eventually in this season. No, I wonder if that's really cool. Since it maybe is a little bit older of an interview, I wonder if that's targeted at our, at our first 13. I don't think it's that old. Or if it's targeted at our back nine. I think it's at least a couple days old, oh, if okay. I'm not wrong. So it might have so, been. Yeah. Well, and you know what? They might have already known that the season was getting renewed or, before this interview happened and then he said, okay, these are the characters you're getting. I'm also going to assume episode seven has already been shot. Yeah, the so, first 13 are probably done. Yeah. yeah. They, if they're still in post, or, maybe, but they've been filmed. Yeah. Have they all been? I, I, would, I would only think the first, because we're on four. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think the first eight have probably been filmed. And then they're, and that they'll finish the 13 by, like, Thanksgiving, so everyone goes home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Purely over, guessing. Over I don't break. know. Could be. And then you get a long break, and then you come back, and then you do the rest. Perhaps, but. Yeah. I think. I think this show, they kind of knew they were going to get a full season. I think so, too. Or, Coming in. Because Fox is, you know, they don't have a, a ton of great drama shows on right now. Mm-hmm. And the aspect of some of the other stuff that they're competing against, which is great. They're doing so well. Yeah. So kudos to them for taking the number two spot this week in the DVR. Yeah. And, and they're, getting on the, they're getting on the sci-fi train. 
Finally, getting <laughs> it right. Finally, found this full season order. Let's. I'm taking that as a step in the right direction. Which means There's... more of us. Yes. Oh yeah. So <laughs> now let's do predictions. <laughs> I was, right. Yes, I was waiting for the music again. <laughs> I thought he wasn't going to give it to us. It was like, I, he was like, he just chimed in like, you already got it. I was like dancing and ready to go for it. And it... You missed I did news. I, I heard uh. that. So, we're all kinds of bass awkward in here. Bass awkward. <laughs> for I the expl- time. For the, the explosion time. just threw me off it at was, the end. It was fine. We talked over the whole thing. It's all good. All right, predictions? Yes. So I didn't when we were watching our DVR cut off, and I didn't see the trailer for next week. No, on what's going to happen? So making so, our predictions more impressive. Very yes, blindly. we are going blind into this, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Steve, you can go first. Um, Make it hard. I don't think I have anything that I haven't said, but I do feel Cobblepot hired Cobblepot hired. Um, why do I keep Gladwell? Gladwell. I think Cobblepot I hired, hired Gladwell to create an even heightened sense of a war. That didn't exist, but he didn't want Gladwell to kill the mayor, and this was all a part of a heightened sense. And and Gordon, I think Fish Mooney in the next five episodes will find out that uh, Cobblepot's in town. Go after him. Cobblepot will go. Will side with Bullock and Gordon. Bullock and Gordon will have to help him. And well, that's an interesting thought because Bullock has such connections to Fish. Yeah. And then that would get weird for them, but I think at by that point, Bullock will have to trust his partner and what's happening. Um, so do you think that then soon, if that being said, if five episodes is your prediction, within the next two to three episodes, Bullock has to find out that Cobblepot is alive? Yes. But to do that, Bullock would have to give up something to Gordon in order for Gordon to trust him at all. Because Bullock, whatever happened with the Waynes, with the Waynes... Bullock knows something. Whatever Fish Mooney knew, whatever they had the frame up for, Bullock knows, and Gordon's not going to trust him. In le- not, Gordon, Gordon's not going to trust him fully unless unless Bullock lets him in on what that is. Well, and one thing I didn't actually totally kind of skip over this, but another interesting fact is this week when Gordon was about to be killed again, mm-hmm. Bullock saved his life. Again, this is like the fourth time yeah. that Bullock has saved him from something and like been the guy that shows up last minute. So there, I think there has to be some kind of trust and relationship developing with him because he keeps saving him. Yeah. Yeah. I think he believes in Gordon. I think yeah. he'll, he'll actually start showing it eventually. And I don't think he'll ever change, but I think he believes. I don't think he'll change, but I think he'll just sort of be a little more trusting, understanding toward, like, show his understanding towards Gordon. Also, I think by the 13th episode, we will lose this current mayor, and Harvey Dent will step up. That's as not mayor? A- Harvey Dent's gonna be really young, though. Yeah, if they introduce him as a, a he's young gonna be. Would he be a district attorney? No, I like, think he's gonna be younger than that. He would be... I would, I would anticipate he'd be younger just because... A county clerk? <laughs> I mean, isn't he closer to Bruce's age? I wouldn't say he's going to be Bruce's no, the age, guy they, but the guy they cast for him is his name's Nicholas D. Di- Augusto. Okay, so he I was on. He guested long time ago on a show I write for called Top Story Weekly, and he's around our age. Okay, so fair enough. Harvey Dent's going to be maybe not mayor age, but he'll be late twenties. Yeah, late twenties. He'll be Cobblepot age. Cobble, I guess Cobblepot age. So I guess. I still think he's going to somehow try to be mayor. 
Possibly. That was my prediction. Joyce, I'm going to stick to it. Um, I said most of my predictions in the middle of this, uh, of this <laughs> podcast. Yes, we know. We, we did a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I do think that Fish is going to, you know, find a way to bring down Falcone for good, whether or not it's with Maroni's help, whether she asked for it or not. Um, and I think Cobblepot is going to continue rising in the ranks of this gang that he's all of a sudden a part of. And he's just going to wreak more havoc and sort of turn against Maroni at some point and make this war even worse. Mm-hmm. So oh, worse yeah. for him, too, possibly. I just spit on the table. Yum. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I said this before, too, and I think that Liza is going to be involved in Fish's plot. And I again, I think it's to take out Falcone. Like, I think that's her target and the reason she's looking for this person for her own personal gain, basically to use her as a pawn. And I think that I agree with you that the Cobblepot is going to rise more so even in power with the Maroni faction. And I think that he's going to start getting in Maroni's ear and causing Maroni to do things that's going to help. Because I think the war really, the Cobblepot is the war. He's mm-hmm. There's this war coming. It's because you're starting it. Ooh. You are the one who's creating all these side things that are happening that are causing this war. So I think that that with because what he knows about fish and her desire to move up, cop pot that is, and what he knows about Falcone already. Now he's getting in on Maroni. He knows stuff about all three of them, and he's the one that is kind of pulling all the strings. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Could I never be. Thought of it he that could way. be the that. puppeteer in this whole thing. So now that he's getting in on Maroni, he can help use. The stuff he knows about Maroni that he already knew about Falcone and Fish Mooney against them in a sort of weird way. And that's why I go back to my thought that he hired Gladwell to -hmm. kill those people to start this war. Yeah. Because it puts them against each other. Even though they think the other person did it, he's really the one that did everything. That totally makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Mastermind at work. (laughs) Tear him apart in the comments if you can. Please Please. do. All right, guys. Guys, that's our show. Can I get some music? Gotham After Buzz TV episode four yeah. Arkham. Yes. We are rolling out of here. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week for episode five. But until then, Steve, where can the people find out more about people you? People can find me on the Twitter. I'm at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm shaved because starting this week I'm gonna be doing stand-up comedy as Captain America. Nice. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Joyce. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J Azuri. That's J-A-J-O-U-R-I. And on the Sunday night. Uh, Walking Dead podcast oh, and on Tuesdays uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast it's really good I'm sure it's amazing <laughs> uh, Monty Bolanos could not be here at Monty Bolanos hit her up on Twitter Instagram and as always you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Facebook Instagram Twitter Snapchat the interweb he's so connected I'm so I'm so I'm so linked into everything uh, put a books <laughs> alright on that bad joke I'm out we'll catch you guys next week later bye from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 